Phoenix bum trips bullshit. You laid out your debris on the sidewalk, just fucking garbage and carts, but it's your shit that you accumulate within your storm. You've got a head full of hair, you're tall, but you're strung out skinny. You're losing your teeth so that they just look like fucking pieces of cardboard, man. And you still have like beautiful blonde hair and your skin is sunken and you're laying on a cement slab with your arms and legs dangled out with no care. It's like the momentum of no fucks given except for balls to the walls all the way and your cheeks are sunken in. in. Your friend points out, that's what happens when you follow the momentum and you never stop. This is a story of going to a concert in Berkeley the summer of 2022. The concert was fantastic, but we realized that what it was was the momentum of going around to the concert and the rush. It was a day of sweating and walking fast and riding scooters and hitching rides and getting to the ends of things right as they were beginning. It's a type of day where you fill your pockets with cherries, a bar of chocolate, a lipstick case with marijuana joints, and herbal cigarettes made of white sage and comfrey and white sage. And and you wear a tank top with a cool sweater on top of it. And you go to a concert and you get just blitzed out from the funk that you see in your friend's shoulder or the way he's walking up the steep stairs of the Berkeley Bowl and he starts walking like it's a funk show. I mean, it is a funk show, but like one of those 1970s funk shows where you're walking on stairs that way and that passes off and it continues through you. It's a string of momentum of electric current that came in moments like going by the pizza shop and the jazz kids are out there on their summer break just blowing it like it's a gauntlet of total extreme nowness. And it's all glass paneling and your crew's all hyped up on their moon rocks and LSD river, LSD lake adventures from earlier when you were jumping off of high boulder precipices into a lake that had covered with thousands and millions, probably a billion microscopic ferns so that once you cannonball into the water, you go down into the darkness of a sepia tone and you can go as far as your ears or fear level will let you and there's swirls of cold water mixing with a warm warm belt because the ferns have covered the lake like a blanket and made this warm just like warm swirling that you swim under like it's ice because it just covers the whole top and you see your friend's legs and you pop out of the water and their beards are covered with green (laughs) so you have this triple cannonball technique to get the water or to get the ferns off of you each friend going out and jumping off the rock three times to clear enough space that the ferns won't be there so now you're all standing in your underwear soaking wet drying off in the sun you followed birds here literally a hawk had led the way followed by what you thought was the same hawk on top of a tree but maybe you're just tripping because now you're halfway closer and then eventually the hawks at the lake and is it the same hawk i don't know you've already seen two herds of goats today and interfaced with the consciousness of one goat 
and you've gotten hitched a ride from the top of the mountain down and the cars fold with smoke and concert photos and the messiness of, of a sister. And so now you've gathered all yourself in the mad rush of momentum back at the hotel, trying to get everything together and going. And you finally get out the door. And once you're walking as fast as you can, get a group of people to walk. You come to the pizza shop where they're playing jazz. And you know you just have to stop because the opening band is where it's at. you got to get there in time. But this jazz is just happening so hard. And these kids are lining up. And there's this cool the cool Asian girl playing the keys. Then she's electric with it and then there's this white redhead drummer and he's just like railing through it and then the bass player is keeping it down and all the horn players are lined up like it's a gauntlet that you have to go through and they're all blowing and some of them come out to stand next to you to smoke their cigarette because they just can see that you got the vibe and that you're hyped up and they're laying into it and they got all this Asian cool which is like 1950s clean mixed with like a hip-hop feel in a futuristic gap commercial like nice clean lines and broad shoulders and shorter shorts than anybody would wear in the 90s or the 2000s but it's summertime and it feels good and these guys are cool and they're leaning in and they're saying that they do this every Saturday and you want to stay in and then the fat white guy comes up with his trumpet and you think it's the time to go but he just steps onto it like it's no thing and starts blowing it through it's a connection of moments between events, going to a concert and then coming off of a concert. And really, it's this feeling of momentum, of friendship, building and cascading so that you're coming down empty streets in the Berkeley night and you're yelling at your friends. Like kind of wild animal sounds as they're a few blocks away, seeing where you can echo it off of walls because you've been playing metallic sculptures all the while, seeing which ones resonate, hitting them with big bass booms with your fist, firm and gentle so that you could have it radiate or uh, like the booming sounds would fill your eardrums. But here you're in the hall of a wide street and you're going animalistic, wild, woo-hoos, except it's much more like ferocious because you're trying to reach two blocks down and then tweaker from behind some sort of control box looks over tweaker with drug paranoid over the shoulder look and hands still holding drugs that the other one is working on and with very serious eyes says there's something wrong with you and now you're continuing on the walk thinking what it would be like to have a whole life of somebody saying there's something wrong with you and how are you going to shake that off boys It's it's kind of like uh, you you got to pick up on the the uh, the consonant blends and the vowel blends. What the fuck is going on here? No more lines. No more lines, huh? Going going European. Straight black hole. So pick up whether the scale is going up or down, and then lean into the consonants, and mm-hmm. then find the voice, like the like what kind of flavor they're adding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, try to accentuate whatever they're. And then that way you'll have like a, there. a you'll have like a, a place, or you'll have like a chunks that you can sort of fill yeah. in. Yeah, because the it. brain doesn't just like melody harvest. I mean, I guess it does harvest, but it isn't always like. It's not there. It's hard to replicate it. Unless, it's hard to replicate it, yeah. right? It is. It is. You gotta use these little hooks and these little 
hangers, you know? Hooks and hangers. Parameters. A limit. Something to get you going. That little whistle that they do right before an acapella thing. It's huge carved bears. It's handing your buddy 120 bucks in the back of a shady part of the bodega where all the cardboard is piled up and he pees behind the curtain where the toilet is, but you're going around the corner right when he's done pissing. It's taking pisses with your buddies in the same dark, furry forest parts of things and enjoying that moment when you're both there cracking a fart. It's looking up at trees when a buddy says, this one's talking to me, and then you say, oh yeah, I feel it too. And then you catch one later in the night and say, hey, how about this one? It's sitting down for coffee and telling your story about honesty and how it's been opened up and so hard in past relationships. But now you've realized if you can maintain this honest current and that your partner can receive it, that you can really keep growing and growing. And he's showing you drumming techniques of how to maintain bass notes that are booming. It's cool people in midriffs, like dudes in midriffs with Six packs and like safety pins all over and kind of like early 90s rave gear with lollipops. To do narration of just our weekend to kind of keep the stack going in my mind when I think back on it just later in life. I think it's a way to catch up. Matt just texted me, yo, three mile, because they've got the South Swell coming in. I said, South Swell is rising. Just getting back into town, though, won't make the three. Say what? Why? Ross brought me to Berkeley yesterday. Next bubble. We did drugs. The South Swell is gonna rock reverse mouth. Aha, tight. Next bubble. What drugs? I think I'm gonna roll out tomorrow afternoon and come back to work Tuesday. Next bubble. Garrett's. <laughs> Next bubble. The last few rocks Aurelius have dealt. Kind of LOL. Next bubble. Mushrooms sold on the floor. Question mark? LSD that was stored on the frosted mini in the freezer for five years. Next bubble. Yes, yes. All true. Lots of pearls. STFU. took everybody swimming in the swamp at the top of Berkeley. I loaded it up with a picture of Garrett in front of the pizza place when everybody's looking hella cool at 3 a.m. with the neon glow and light. Yeah. And we do that pano circle around. Oh, and it's yeah. above the pit of the, of the, um, of the, uh, like, uh, sing-along place, the karaoke yeah, place. Yeah, the karaoke First bit, though, was Ross in the holy light of the We the People coffee place uh, in the cathedral, kind of brick building with the sun coming through. Ooh. And it had just shadowed, like, right above your face, and you had, like, your Aztec mandala shirt on. And it was, like, the next morning after having your multiple just portal openings as more and more alignment or forthcoming was just easier ascended or descended through you. And I was looking through kaleidoscopes of galaxies. They're just layers on top of, and it was just kept going through. 
It was fucking crazy, Kyle. Close your eyes and see the world open and then go through that opening mm-hmm. and then see another world open mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's when that world opens the other one's closing and you're like kind of just making it through in the right amount of time yes like yes an aperture kind of that opens to another world dude it was so insane man it was like it was scales that turned into like sand granules that turned into like neon lights that t- and, and the I Everything had the texture. I could zoom in on things, and it had the texture of the moon. Like every everything had been cratered. It was so fucking rad. Yo, yo. Oh my god. Did you see anything? Did you get any visuals? Uh, there was a point where we were. Yeah, there was a point where we were deep stretching when we were uh, like after the concert and we made it down to just like an open lounge amongst like foliage and we were stretching for a while I was looking down I was like oh yeah I remember why LSD made me like want to paint pavement for a few years right. <laughs> it's like the granules in pavement just look so fluid and water like in like their own kind of Milky Way galactic drift totally uh, but it wasn't like visual dense through it except for momentum lines and kind of the energy that everything will carry just as if it had its own wind trail coming mm-hmm, off of it mm-hmm, right right wind trail i like that yeah the invisible wind trail that everything probably has but you don't really notice it uh-huh unless you rub your hand back and forth real fast in front of your face and you're like oh yeah there might be something that's kind of trailing along everywhere I did have the portal opening and alignment in the sense that when we were at the uh, like the converted brick building church to get coffee in the morning where you treated us to uh, matcha lattes and croissants that we both I had a chocolate almond croissant you had the ham croissant and we agreed that it was the best croissant that we've ever had. I can't, I have never had anything like that before. It was, it was unlike any other croissant and it was better. It was so, like, it was gooey and yet had retained lines of Christmas. Christmas. Perfectly crisp. Like, any longer it would have burned, you know? It was like, man. And the way that the attendant presented it was with such sternness, like you had to wait in your line and don't step into the shop until you're called. Right. But then once you're there, you're the pedestal yeah. that is presented to with her like array hands as they go out to sort of like delegate. I mean, if I was tripping still, I would see the lines of, of intention coming from her hands wrapping around the cups when she's like, ah, ta-da, and here it is. <laughs> we come in and get to, like, and the light was just coming through the cathedral tra- chapel of this place and, like, striking right in the face. And you get to go sit on the outside and, mm. and, and it was across from the psychic center, which I had been all through our night of, like, walking and jogging and riding scooters I wanted to get back to the building where the psychic center was for personal kind of memory reasons and psychic kind of mini stories that are not the same thing as what was really happening right then as I pulled out my phone and in my personal alignment opening it opened up to a YouTube instructional page for the Oxiana dance technique 
a dance technique that moves through and you become a conduit for the rhythms of the universe that came to West Africa at the beginning of civilization and now you can learn the dance steps and bring it through you. So in the possession of this morning of the psychedelic coming through and wholesome, just raucous ways that you can keep going with your in your own heart, I had a, a manual just appear for how to move that dance. Oh my god. So fucking amazing. That so continues later when Garrett pulls out a, uh, um, yeah, like a floor kick drum book. <laughs> he's just like, I'm gonna get precise with my kick drums yeah. so that I can move my kick drums like right, right where they need to go. Yeah. In the second refilling of coffee, which was like several hours later, because my brain definitely was not like firing up the same caliber, we laid it out on the table, and also the sacred path of the drummer, and Garrett was telling me that the food you eat is going to affect your drumming, because if your food creates dissonance in your body, it's going to create dissonance in your mind, and the more dissonance in your mind is, the less you will be able to receive the world, and my mind was dissonant because it over, not over, I just like, had indulged in psychedelics all through the night, and they clouded it up with no sleep, but at that point of like, the caffeine breakthrough my mind was clear and the coffee shop was all covered with windows too so it's just like the beautiful procession of Berkeleyite women coming by so clearly bouncing in their buoyancy of just like feminine fuck you I am sexy and yeah. I'm a punk about it like a yeah. punk rocker like it's fuck you get out of here with it I'm gonna take my t-shirt cut it off at my lower rib cage and if I was Garrett telling you how to breathe when we're tripping balls and he's smoking joint during the concert and he's like hey just breathe man <laughs> and we're breathing he would say no not in your chest do it in your bellows <laughs> your bottom belly and that's where these gals are like rocking their belly shirts with their like loose like linen but no white linen all just black linen <laughs> pants or their cleavage just summertime oh, ample gosh. so it's just like leaning over their coffee cup just like spilling everywhere, just full on buoyancy. Mm. Mm. So tasty. So, what did we come up to do? Like, as far as, well, I think what we came up to do was to feast our senses and to, uh, to take stock in some of the pleasures in life that had been kind of cut off for a while. Yeah. It was kind of like a, a in a way it was it was kind of like a crash course on how to be human again. Yeah. How to be American again. It was just this like 101 humanoid you know, Australopithecus through humanoid experience, you know? Yes. It was just like... <laughs> I've had that happen in reverse before. <laughs> Gone from a rock star back to, like, just being insecure to being like, oh, I need to, like, hide in a bush to being, <laughs> I am now a caveman to being like, let me, like, just become my own, like, pre-human fetus. <laughs> but I've never ran it the other way. And fucking a dude, we kind of we kind of jumped all around too. I mean, we started with a car going 90 miles per hour on a highway, 
on the highway ride looking over an overpass and there was a herd of goats, goats. like a freeway goats. Premonition. It was a premonitional, like just, like things are gonna get to a level where your pupils get rectangular and <laughs> horizontal. <laughs> yeah, you've got 260 degree view. <laughs> did you feel like how did you feel before in not being human and then like what were some of the hits maybe not in order mm. where you felt it coming in and you're like a bit more liberty a bit more like that 1950s gusto of driving in your Rolls Royce Cadillac and like bringing your neighbor voice yeah your Rolls Royce because it's good for your voice <laughs> Well, first, you won't fool the children of the revolution. Yo, yo. And, uh, you know, I have to I have to say, there were little moments along the way throughout the day where we could have easily zigged left. Instead, we zigged right, or the next time we zig left. But every time, it was kind of, it was a, it was a jump start to the next adventure. And had we, had we zigged when we should have zagged, or when we could have zagged, it wouldn't have been the complete trip that it was. It was like we just, we kept picking up. It was, it's like, it's like, a, like. Slalom skiing behind a boat. You know when you say hit it mm. and the boat takes off and you stand up out of the water? Yeah, yeah. But if you falter, if you if you kind of juggle the handle a little bit, you can just totally rip out and you'll fall flat on your face. But we caught the perfect edge of the water every time we said hit it. Or any time the universe said hit it, we just launched out of the water, you know? And we're just fucking cutting rooster tails back and forth. Yes. Back and forth across the wake, you know? Are, are you saying this because right when we're pulling into Berkeley, we passed Oakland, we look over it was to the so river. I just thought guys, about that. I just didn't realize that I too. just fucking thought about that yeah, shit, dude. dude. He looks over to the side and he's just like, <laughs> water skiing? What? Like, what are they doing? I don't know, man. It's not a place that you I've ever seen people water ski and it just, it's... It's like a city reservoir. It's like a reservoir carrying water. And there's these guys out there in an old timey boat just ripping their water skiing. Yeah, through the buoys. Like, too. and you're seeing it from the freeway. Maybe that's not remarkable if you're not in the context of not not seeing that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But I, I, that is that is that was I guess a. I didn't kind of a holographic premonition exactly. for your example of what we were doing. Whereas if we had to stay, we had to stay in the momentum of the adventure for each thing to keep going. Like, cause there was no stop. There was no stop. And it was a accumulation just... of, there's no way you're going to get. I always, when I adventure, I'm like, okay, well you got to get to this next place. And the whole time here, I kept reminding myself, go deeper and feel go deeper and feel because i felt the foliage passing by i felt the redwood trees like just rocking it up and now i'm not touching it anymore and now it's like now it's rooted and i'm keep going up the bamboo path i felt the 
17 piece jazz band Jesus ending Christ. after three songs and being like, hey, you didn't feel it as much as you could, or maybe you did, but you didn't get up and start dancing when you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. Like, it's, you have to go deep and really feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that band called? The Morticians? Uh, Morchestra. 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 And their final to- final song was Springtime is Here. And and I thought that that was just a fucking wonderful way to end the three songs that we saw. And, and I noticed that kind of feeling that you're talking about when we got there. It was like, oh, like we missed it. And we're up here at this park and, you know, we don't have three scooters with us. So we're, what are we going to do? And then... You know, it's just like, okay, let's chill on this beautiful little patch of grass, the only patch of grass in the park, and look at this look at the sun and the, the reflections off the water across the bay, smoke a couple of joints, and then homegirl with her child walking by, you speaking up, asking, would you go to this park? And I think once she looked at the state that we're in, mm. once she saw where we were mentally, maybe she saw our, our aura, and she just... She came to vibe. She did. She was behind. She was around and circled back to, like, sit down behind, to like... Because we were emanating at that point. I think so. We were awkward, and then we sat down and gathered and got into the laughing combustion. Yeah, it's true. And she gave us the confirmation that, yes... You want to go to this fucking park. You want to go to Lake Anza. You want to go to Lake Anza. You want to get to the top of And then she doubled down on it. make the ridge. Yeah. Yeah. You should walk there. (laughs) She looked at us and said, if I was you, which I was like, would you walk to Lake Anza? And she was like, if I was you right now? Yeah. She added you right now. Yeah. Yes, I would. Yes. Yeah. Because we got, we like touched down at the travel lodge. We had a five year stash in the freezer of some LSD that was stored on a fucking frosted mini weed. Frosted mm. mini. We're realizing frosted that mini. we gotta get frosted going. mini. We might frosted jazz. mini. Frosted mini. Walking frosted out. mini. Like just frosted frosted maps because we're frosted not mini. quite sure frosted where this mini. park is, but frosted we know that frosted it's up. Frosted and then Ross frosted. says we need to activate skeet scooter mode. So now we're electric and we're hovering along side streets, pulling through, getting to roundabouts. It's hot out. It's like hot enough that you want to take off your shirt and put it in your front basket and like lean your knees down on the scooter and take turns kind of pushing through with your momentum so that as you lift up you can get a bit more boost out of that thing ross is coming along the side of you picking his whole scooter up over cracks in the pavement bunny hopping this fucking battery operated green throttle that just and when you're coming on just the excitement of where you're at even makes the scooter go faster and it's going up and up and up to the top of some place so that we're realizing that we're going to peek out in a view of the fog coming over the like the crest of the hillside of the bay and the bridges oh we saw the fucking golden gate bro dude we saw the golden gate i saw coit tower yo you did yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> get to the park and 
notebook, it's a little bit awkward because it's more kids than adults, and we realize like, oh, we're at a park mm. reopening. And it, it was that was a weird kind of. It was like. Of, it was a weird congregation because it was like they were hip, like wasp hippies. Yeah, they're total like the aesthetic of Berkeley rich is to dress as lame as possible. <laughs> like that's how you know you're in. You have to wear a hat that is completely functionable to the point of covering everything that you can and just floppy and wear a plain colored t-shirt for something you volunteered at and some like just brown pants and some stupid fucking shoes and wear mm. like a bag that you got for free. Everybody there had a trust account. I know it for <laughs> sure. Everybody was. And then it was sweet though because you sit in like a tiered outdoor amphitheater that goes down to like an open fireplace that reaches like huge fireplace that at some point some asshole put a pavement on but you know when it was built it was just all dirt or stone and then around is like this kind of chasm of redwood trees reaching up and you're then sitting in the tiered amphitheater above the 17 piece jazz band mm. that are kind of just as dorky styled but they have been out in the sun and they're they're ripping through their big bad songs oh, and standing up and like doing full solos Mary Chu is doing it he goes through and uh, he introduces every single player by name and at first I had apprehension of just like oh geez 17 piece like are we gonna really go through this but every name was like so full and rich yeah, and more of unique course, than the next of course this guy is gonna rip the trombone oh. I started coming on like really feeling it on the symbols mm. the symbols started coming riding a sound wave that was sizzling through like sizzling through my psyche and I was like okay this is is it gonna work or is it not gonna work and the mm, sizzling mm -hmm. on the symbols is was like oh yes this is the place that we're gonna be mm. dude that joint when we got to the uh, the grass that totally turned it on for me that was it after that I was on mm. so on and, and I noticed it too the next time I noticed that it that it wasn't just the weed, that it was actually the acid, was when we were cutting up, what was it, Malt Rose, that street? Yes. And, and then we took that side causeway yeah. that was like, I don't know, 70 degree angle incline. A bamboo passageway arching through with like, like long curves that you can't see the end of. So yeah. you're like tracking along your buddy and it's like, you just can't getting stop. greener. You can't, that is when your solemn scheme. <laughs> it was like, and at this point, uh, we realized that we're on some sort of like a pilgrimage trail that probably thousands of Berkeley people have done as they're yeah. down in the city tripping and they need to make it to water exactly. and they start walking up this steepness and it's glorious and grand and takes you through jungles and vast views and multi-million dollar houses with shitty Hyundais parked in front <laughs> and you start just dripping sweat. There's a little free library almost to the top and so you open it to see what kind of wisdom you'll be bestowed and there's an owl carved into the box and you pull it out 
and it's a book on jello arrangements. <laughs> That's right. Or like a, a smoothie recipe book. <laughs> smoothie recipe. And you get to the top and it's Grizzly Peak Lane is where you finally get to go left because you've made it to the ridge where the highest trees are. Now you're just walking along the ridge and as you go down and you're still sweating to get to the wilderness on the other side, there's a causeway or an archway of San Pedro Cactus. And once you're through there, a hawk screeches and starts going the way you're going and you keep pace with the hawk as you're walking along. Hawk. You're walking along like wild coyote road that has no shoulder, but on the other side is just remnants of sticks of poison oak that has all been charred out. So it's like you don't really want to walk through that. Up by fields of goats, and you don't know like how it's gonna go. We we reach through to the fields of goats and trying to find the source. Couldn't see where the water was. We could hear people. We finally made it to that shoulder and you guys had the right idea. I was still on the road and you guys are like, no, you gotta come down here. And I freaking stumbled through as much poison oak as I possibly could. Nah, that was amazing watching. There was a huge red house that was built into the architecture of the forest above you. Mm-hmm. And then you were, for the most part, walking down through the redwoods in their charred, like, little path. And then the house was, like, framed in this diagonal arrangement behind you. And it was, it was pretty epic. And then you're walking on, like, you have your shoes off now and you're, like, dirt paths that are dusty. And we don't know that it's goats that had done all this. It just feels barren and like who clears all this poison oak and finally start jogging just because it's like where is the lake and we're kind of like running out of time and is this even gonna work the show starts at eight it's like six o'clock five yeah like we need to like hustle through and to be in the sentience of 500 goats calmly eating as much poison oak as they can eat in a such a welcome site area is so peaceful it is like i understand why you would want to interface with a goat like i did i did every once in a while one would pick you up because they all have their herd mentality and if your mood starts changing they'll pick up and it's like a flush like through them all they're all like and yeah. kind of passes through and then you'll get one like 30 goats back that is just staring at you and you can drift your consciousness and merge with the goats and it's kind of feels peaceful like you're in a cloud except you got those horns coming out of you so you still have something kind of hard and grounding but Ross has got to get going and he's down the way further and he starts making goat noises because there was a car screech as well that's burning out on the road and you think the goats are going to freak out from the car screech, but they're not. They're city goats, but they don't like fucking Ross making this sound, and so you feel the whole momentum in them as if they're going to start stampeding, and it's like, that would not be cool for all these goats to start taking off. Jumping into the electric fence? We gotta get there. We make it it to the lake, finally, and the lake is covered with uh, like miniature ferns. Nobody swam in it all summer because they're scared of these ferns. 
But we jump yeah. in and you get down in the water and it's sepia tone and you realize that you can just deep dive into it. So we come up covered in green plants and swim for probably 45 minutes, mm -hmm. cleaning ourselves off with a triple cannonball technique of climbing out, jumping in, cannonballing three times that we create enough space away from these little ferns that are growing in some sort of paradisical miracle that hadn't ever happened. One lady walked by and she said, you're the first people I've ever been seeing swimming in this all summer and then another person says I've been here 13 years I've never seen a water do this and we looked down staring at it and it looks gnarly and kind of gross at first and then Garrett was the one that pointed out this is a fairyland and we are in a paradise and all of this life is having the best like this is its uh, I don't know what's it's called when everything aligns and it's your perfect ecosystem. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was an ecotone where your soul meets the earth's soul and you're just swimming in a salad soup. You're swimming in the salad soup of life. And we come out and like our beards and hair are covered in green. Oh, and you dive down as deep as you can go into blackness and it's just calm and there's swirls of warmth because the ferns have created like a bed of, it's like a down blanket that's been keeping warm water going and it's swirling with the cold of the bottom and they've been eating all of the algae so it's as clean as it can be. You just feel so vital. Swimming in our underwear while we're playing uh, Franz Schubert the whole time. Franz Schubert! The whole time we've been walking up this hill, Schubert's been blasting. <laughs> He's like taking us through the swim too. Oh, uh. oh man. And then Tiffany, Tiffany came through so fucking well. I can't so even believe it. So hard. I feel so bad that it, it's crazy that she had the idea to jump over the fence over as the I did. Yeah. And, and they're sitting just and they missed both each like other. were into, into with their intuition going, going for the same, the same spot. spot. But yeah, I pulled it off. That's like where the momentum could have lined up. But still, it worked out. It still worked out really well. And we got a ride back to the hotel just in time. Smoke showers the whole time in that drive. I have such a good herbal mix of like mugwort and white sage that it was rolling and smoking. Spliff. So many, so many variations, variations of like good smells and rich earth in that land cruiser. Mm. Filled with like crystals and notebooks and techno concert coasters. coasters. Mm. Get back to the hotel, put on our like cool outfits. I felt the joy of getting ready yeah. to go with bros. Yeah. I'm like putting on my custom made face lotion to soothe my skin from the that day. Really good, Seeing dude. Garrett like button stuff. up his shirt and comb his hair back. And like just feeling like, yeah, we're like getting ready together. Yeah. This is what's up. Like this is where the party is at. Ross is pouring us white wine. Mm. We're eating strawberries. We got a bit of chocolate going. Ross is making sure we all eat these dank fat cookies so that we have fuel to like <laughs> keep going. And we need it because we're about to fucking walk there. By the time we get there, we're sweating because it's a pretty, it's further walk than we thought. But it goes through all kinds of cool architecture of the school and grand causeways and hallways with dancers practicing, practicing. in outdoor arrangements of like just beautiful, like, 
I don't know, cathedral style buildings and they're doing their choreography and bouncing off the walls with sound. And we get into the concert and we bounce just as much through the concert. It's like just going from one place to the next and finding different vantage points and just, I tune into the concert from three people away seeing Ross walking and he has the funk in him. Like he got it, he got it in his shoulder and was rocking it down and then I picked it up from him and we just like, we got it, we got it. I love flowing through the crowd like that and not necessarily having only one place to just stand yeah. and watch. I like that we got multiple vantage points and that we mixed it up. And through all of our movements, in the one place that we, that we finally decided to stay, right before the on-course, right before they ended the concert, Elkie Vandersteen comes to my left side and says, hey Ross, Ross's high it's school me, lover. Elkie. Ross's high school lover. They're together eight years. He hasn't seen her for eight years. Uh, he mentions her that day when I'm oh saying, Do you God. know anybody that is aware of the Berlin art scene? Because I want to know about the Berlin art scene. And he says, Well, Elkie spent two years there. She'll be able to tell you. Now she's right there. It's the end of the concert. There's 5,000 people there. We've all been shuffling and moving. How do we end? End up in the same spot with Elkie in a jumpsuit, fucking denim jumpsuit in the same headspace that we are, just like lining right in to be like, oh yeah, of course, this is what it is. Right before, about about 20 minutes before that, I had eaten about 1.6 grams of mushrooms, and it was just turning on. Uh-oh. It was just turning on, and I, because I've been thinking about Elki a lot recently, just for various reasons, mainly because of I, a situation I know with her family, when she came to my side and said, hey Ross, it's me, Elki, it was like, oh yeah, hey, what's up? If you it was can, like, oh yeah, if you can open yeah, enough, then it's just of course. Like if you're open enough, then it just flows through. And it just flows through. Just, just, here it is. It was a Jungian dream fulfilled. A Jungian dream fulfilled. It was. Can you tell us a bit about this band? Because you made this concert happen. You told me this band ripped. I didn't know this band. I get there and I see androgynous, beyond sexy guy and gal. I can't tell them apart. Three piece standing on the Greek theater stage playing bass, guitar, and drums and bending time in a surf rock arrangement of movement of music where they're both down on their heels like just rocking out like they're surfing waves and it feels like they're detuning their guitars as they're playing slower and slower in something that has never lost anything of its connection so that it has like sunk into you the way that you can line up with goat consciousness they're doing this with thousands of people in the concert and filling everybody with these like and cascading rhythms of surf, surf and like, and like kind of like Spanish rhythms. Yep, you nailed it. I mean, it's a combination of soul funk and I would say Chica Libre, uh, Vietnamese rockabilly, um, 
uh, what else would I say? I mean, he learned the sitar. So his, he, they're like a globe trotting band of sound and she is just so funky and her voice is so angelic. Such a diva. Oh like an my Egyptian, gosh, she's so like beautiful. an Egyptian poodle in the regal sense of a poodle of its posture and it's just fluff with an Egyptian hieroglyphic frame that is totally calm and also full of grace. Like the way she addressed everybody oh and like was just like, you're gorgeous. The yes. Greek theater, you are what it is. Like, like feeling the vibe and yeah. circulating it back. Oh man, but I, it was so special. I mean, the thing is that, um, you know, they're, they're so uh, profound in, in every single genre that it's almost, it's hard to find a point of reference um, when you're listening to it because it's just like, God, they're, they're playing, it, it sounds like 10 instruments on stage and it's really just his guitar, the drums and her bass and her voice. Mm. It's just, it's, it's just a flood. Uh, uh, it was a feast. It was a feast of the senses. That's all I can say. And, and we were oh, so, so blessed to fucking They've been see playing that, together dude. a while, right? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, the, I guess. Crumbin. Cr yeah, Krongbin, which means aeroplane and tie. Krombin. Yes. Aeroplane and tie. Mm -hmm. Krombin. And I found a video on YouTube, the f like the first sound that I, that they made, I guess, that was like you know, uh, uh, marketed, was on one of those band, one of those radio stations in Austin, I KZXX or whatever, one of those places that you know all the bands move through and take you know, YouTube videos of like these little performances, maybe half hour sets. That's a nice place to find music and to watch music. It's like and you can a just, performance with good sound it's quality. It's perfect that's like really sound quality. Intimate, like you can be real close to them. Definitely, definitely. And that sound that I heard 10 years ago was fucking straight hardcore metal. metal. <laughs> fucking <laughs> heavy metal. I did not metal. expect that from last And night, I, that's why I'm saying they're no so versatile. No distortion last night. Oh my God. He was just amazing. I, I don't even know, this, I don't even know how you, how you make those sounds. I don't know how you do it. And even Garrett was like, what the what fuck the is fuck he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? Yeah. So many good expressions. Um, but you know, I, I have to say like the latter half of the night coming down from, down the, concert, from the concert, I shouldn't say coming down from the concert cause we just kept going. Yeah, there was we, no, we didn't come down from, we just, we kept moving. <laughs> kept moving. We just kept moving. We walked around for like two hours smoking joints and eating more mushrooms and then finally found our pool hall. Yeah, playing metallic uh, railings along the way, each having a different tone so that you run your hand along it. It goes like, bing, 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 bing. It's like a long offense structure, but then you start to play it a bit more and it starts to resonate on itself. So you're like in this own kind of resonating chamber. Having this with huge, massive, booming, uh, like art pieces that you do this too, so that you're boom, 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 boom huge booms like elephant music elephant music that's definitely right. elephant music mm-hmm mm-hmm so fucking crazy to like think that you know 
we covered so much I ground. I picked up a book called, it was on the ground at like, kind of like the almost trashy, like, food court area. Oh, like, yeah, it was just like, just like, fucked up. And it was the life of a queen discarded on the ground. And it was a, like a hardback color book of the life of an ant queen uh, that was sort of on the real, but also on the mythological, whimsical interpretation of it. So the life of the queen, like, like paid by paid, was accompanying us, us through our traversing of figuring out where to go and what to do. Back at like 2.50 and we're hungry, got back on scooters. This was Garrett's move to go get us pizza. Yep. And we got like, then we tandem scooter rided like with us from the hotel in our sweater pocket. <laughs> I'm on the back of Ross's shoulders just blasting skin shape. Skin shape. Skin shape. Yeah. Skin shape. All to recommend. Also from Ross's sister. Ross's sister is the one that came up with Crumba. Crumbin and skin shape. She She's the one that brought it through. Skin shape came through. Yep. You put that in your pocket, get on the back of a scooter that your good friend is driving, and just put one foot on the back wheel and cruise. <laughs> just feel it. And then you, you're going uphill and you're just like, ah, okay, okay. But then once you get an open <laughs> stretch with a little bit of downhill where you're picturing to yourself, all right, if I fall off, I'm like running really fast or I better get ready to barrel roll because like, this is just what it is. That's what it is. And you got to just maintain being loose and not really jerking around or trying to correct when you're hitting into those divots on the road or you get a little bit of pop of some sort of like asphalt bend. <laughs> And it's just blasting those tunes as loud as possible, going to get pizza and like just getting back to the scene at the karaoke while we're there, taking a ride while everybody's eating pizza down Telegraph and just to blast the music and be in the empty night and see who else is like just pulling through with all the shops pulled up and just getting up to Amoeba to have like a visit of this. Oh man. And we're gonna then, go back. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it was it was crazy when we were about to leave with the pizza, and the the Turkish guy shows up and stops Tiffany and says, "Look, honey, I know this looks like a good idea right now, but I just was on a scooter a little while ago with a bottle of tequila, and I almost fell and lost it. <laughs> and looking at you with." The but pizza. that was I, that wasn't even needed to be the case because Garrett was the one Garrett on the back of the it. on the back of the scooter. So Garrett had the pizza box, very large, oh, one did. shoulder, but it, and he had one hand on Tiffany and maybe a joint in his mouth as they're oh, cruising for sure, along. For sure, but we did get to talk to this guy for a little bit. White t-shirt, <laughs> clean shorts, a paper plate with an untouched, beautiful slice of pizza, two cell phones, a pack of cigarettes a fancy London accent that he took on at some point and like a really kind of generous open spirit that like yeah. liked to connect and was like, hey, this is not drunk talk. Call me up, man. Let's hang out sometime. Birthday, June 18th. His name is Charlie. Mm. My dad's name is Charles. His birthday's June 19th. Whoa. When I told Charlie that Tiffany was my sister, he was like, no fucking way. You guys don't, how could that be? Tiffany was like, well, we're actually both Filipino. Mm. And he goes, no way. 
I'm going to the Philippines next week. I just bought a place there. Yeah, he bought like a like some sort of like a library or an estate or something. And, and he's, he's like going to like go just be not the drunk beach. talk. He says, "I want you to call me. Come hang out at my place with me." Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that'd be sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. If you're in Berkeley this summer. Mm. Go to the pizza place on University. Yeah. Big Ben's. Yeah, I think that's it. It's up the street from the typewriter store, but if you get to Telegraph, you've gone too far. Big Ben's has the jazz scene. Oh, the biggest jazz scene. It is. The hottest fucking jazz scene. Hot, hot happening. They're just in there fucking holding it down, improvising, drummer, keyboarder, just mm. like laying it in, electric, and then everybody's just lining up like a gauntlet inside the pizza place with their horns of when they're gonna step up. It's gotta be all this music students, like, like kind of uh, whatever, get into school and be straight in your mind and then play your jazz all summer. And it rips and it's like, so what is good. going on here? It is such the level. So good. So fucking good. We're going to be unpacking that for a long time. Did you, I feel, do you feel more open and American and free and like connected to that Mm -hmm. movement of one thing can lead to the next and it's, it's definitely not going to be a place. It's just like. There's the anchor spots along the way, exactly. but it's like it's just one flow of something. It's not the, it's not a destination; it's a journey. But and it's nice to accumulate a soundtrack as you go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And the other thing I would say is like you know, doing a bunch of drugs with your friends is highly recommended. <laughs> um, I, I encourage anybody to just take as much as possible to the you know the extent that you don't like you know poop or piss yourself. But just, even if you do, that's fine too, because you're with your friends and you get taken care of. But um, you gotta clear the cobwebs out. And you gotta do it regularly, maybe once a year, if not maybe a little bit more. For me, it was too long, two years. What are the cobwebs? Oh, there's just a whole bunch of, you know, it's clutter in your mind. Everything gets, you know, stacked on top of it. It's kind of like, a, it's like, it's like kilo coat for scar tissue in your brain. Mm. You gotta, you gotta, um, I felt like on Friday, I mean, I felt good and I felt amped up, but I, I would say that like inside my brain, it, it felt like living inside of Nat's car. And just fucking <laughs> shit everywhere. All the parts fell off like a 12 pack and like yeah. guns and ammo. There's mold. <laughs> There's mold. There's yeah. definitely a rifle. <laughs> it's not loaded. Yeah, but shell casings. There's gasoline in the trunk. <laughs> a full, like, two gallon of vino for just in case next to the gasoline. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, now, I mean, my brain is like whistle. You know what I mean? It's oh, a, whistle, like flowing. You know oh, what I mean? It's, God. Like, it's just, it's I, just feel I feel so, so much better. I, I mean, I'm so. This is why Rumi, the Persian poet, I believe, said to fast, mm-hmm. is because if you're clear, then your body can be played like a whistle. Yes. But if you're full and stuck, then uh, you ain't going to hear that tune. But I, I might add to that that. 
the drugs we were doing were the last, I don't know if they're the last sold, but they were probably the last consumed of this drug dealer, because he died partying. He died doing drugs. Yep. And it is not a thing to do. Like, I mean, he died. It's just like, he just put, he did it all the time and he got the, he got the fiend into him where he like needed it and you couldn't reach that level of flow without it. You couldn't have like the confidence and state of self that you get from just sweating, going up a hill or jumping off a rock into the river or having a bland band blast you with like surf music that's yeah. running through a distortion, like a, a tremolo pedal that's bending time. And so it was nice though because it was like he was with us Aurelius. through it. Yeah, he was. He was on the moon with us. Mm-hmm. 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 I like that Kyle, you, uh, you, you were driving, you were driving force in setting mission and, and helping us to fucking get that next tow line each to each time. I gotta, I gotta say like, I, I love you. I love you so much. You're a prowler. I'm a prowler. You are a prowler. Yes. You told me this last night when we were coming up through campus and we got to the point that we were deciding which way to go because there was both arcing Your lines Cherokee and there was a stream coming through and it was like feeling the contour of the land to see which is going to bring us to the spots. Mm-hmm. Your Cherokee name is Path of Least Resistance. I love and, that about you. And I took that in and had been telling Garrett earlier that I wanted to be Omega. Like, I was like, I want to be Omega, not and not Alpha Omega or Alpha Omega. I just want to be Omega. I want to be like the, the lower part. Yeah. I want to be the part that's tender, that surrenders, that lets the world just move through. And then Garrett says, he's like, yeah, and... Uh, suffering and resistance that's just overrated <laughs> and I was like I've, I've like put up so much resistance <laughs> in so much of my life like thinking that I'm going to control it and make it go this way and it's just like yeah no I'm just going to let it flow through feel it and just become a, a big old flute you sound like scripture like uh, you sound like Sean Paul of being read right now Jean Paul the Paul. Take it in, dude. Jogan Trimpa. Yeah. yeah. I took I took him as a guru last summer. I did. I was like, I want a guru, because Sean's got a guru, his Marababa, yes. so I was like, I want one. Yeah. Got, I pulled him up. Teach yeah. me. Teach me. Dude, you're absorbing it. Yo. You radiate it. Right on. Thanks for bringing the love. You made that trip happen. I love Brought you, in Kyle. the bands. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Are you cool with this podcast? Oh, show. Sure. Right. Very nice bucket. Bullshit. Yeah. Galactic Berkeley.